I'm, I'm definitely gonna shed a tear, bro. Matter of fact, I think I'm about to cry thinking about it. But um, oh, here we go. Oh gosh. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, Sooner fans? This is your host, Jeremiah Hall, number 27 on the field, but number one in your hearts. Here with me today is my co-host, my right-hand man, number nine on the field, Braden Willis. And this is the podcast on the prairie. Braden. That's good. What's good, man? I, uh, I'm not feeling too well, man. I'm one... We took an L, which we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. Number two, I got some congestion going on, man. I heard there was like a little flu outbreak on campus. I don't think it's the flu because I'm not running a fever or anything, but I definitely have some congestion going on. So I'm just, you know, just just not the best weekend for me right now. Well, number one, I'll make sure to put on my mask when we're in the meeting room. Uh and number two, man, now nah, I feel you, man. Tough, uh, tough night on Saturday. Uh, well, tough day, but yeah, man, I, I, I feel you, man. So uh, I don't know what I, I, I don't have any, you know, magical words or saying to help you feel better. But you know, we are gonna get through this together like we always do. Oh, uh, for sure, for sure. Always positivity on the podcast, for sure. Of course, always, always. You know, now that I think about it, I probably should have got that on it. Well. I'm not sure. I haven't got a flu shot since I was like 13, 14. Well, maybe like 15. Yeah. I don't know. Should should I start getting a flu shot? Matter of fact, I was up at the coach's office earlier today and I saw Coach Gundy and uh Coach Joe John was in there. Coach Joe John was like, What's up, dog? And I was like, you know, a little feeling a little sick, but besides that, I'm straight. Joe and then um Gundy was like, You should have got that flu shot. I was like, Did you get a flu shot, coach? And then he was like, yeah, I got one. I was like, oh, well, good for you. And then he was like, well, <laughs> I get the flu half the time anyways. I'm like, so what's the point of getting the shot? So I don't I don't, I don't, know, bro. I don't know if the flu shot actually works. I know there's a different strand all the time, but I don't, I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> moving on to uh, our personal lives. Um... Honestly, bro, I'm not even going to lie to you. I didn't even do too much after the game or this weekend in general. I kind of just crawled in the bed and started watching Netflix and some shows and all this other stuff. So I guess I guess I'll talk to you about what I what I watched. So I watched um, Love Hard just because it was top 10 in the U.S. Um, that was about a girl uh, writing a newspaper article um, on her love um her dates and stuff like that um nice little chick flick and then uh what else <laughs> I, watch? I watched the uh, i watched red notice only because the rock was in there he's like my favorite um actor really my favorite role model you know we're both bald and light-skinned so i feel like he's like <laughs> oh wow I, I feel like he's like my long lost cousin you know oh, we both wow. have a half sleeve we both have a chest piece it's like you know, that's, now that you say that, y'all are, yeah, 
You're really similar. Yeah, you know that's that's Jay Hall in a different life right there, bro. <laughs> oh. And lastly, I watched the harder they fall. That was kind of like a that gave Django vibes. I don't know if you've seen it, but you should definitely watch it. Um, okay, it did pretty well. But yeah, I just I just kind of binge Netflix, you know, until I felt like getting up this morning and this Sunday morning, going to church, work out, kind of get my life back. And uh, yeah, didn't answer the phone or anything like that. Can't. Yeah. Can't do that. Uh, I mean, yeah, similar, similar here, man. I mean, I, me, after, after L, I don't like to do really too much of anything. I don't go out. I don't do nothing. Uh, I don't answer the phone. People, people in my inner circle who know me, my mom, my aunts, and everybody else can vouch for this. On game days, the only person that I will text back is my mom. Unless it's like real early in the day, you know, I might text somebody back. But like once it starts getting into that time, the only person I'll ever text back that's even remotely close to the game or, you know, like leading up to the game is my mom. That's the only person. Other than that, everybody knows, everybody else knows not to text me. And then after the game, if I lose, the only person I'll text is my mom. So after the game, nobody heard from me for a while. Yes, I was okay. Not really, but physically I was okay. <laughs> Mentally was going through it a little bit, but yeah. So I had to text everybody today, let everybody know like I'm cool. I'm just a really, really sore loser. Uh, I'm I'm a terrible loser. I hate losing way, way more than I like winning. I cannot stand losing. And uh, yeah, so that, you know, that was that. But uh, other than that, man, I did go back to uh, Dallas. I had to go get my dog. I left my dog down there last week for the bye week because my mom wanted to spend some quality time with her. And I was like, hey, why not? You know, it's my birthday week. Might as well have a week off, whatever the case would be. So I went down there to get my dog after the game. Uh, then I just chilled with my parents, you know. I didn't want to watch any football, but my dad had it on because I knew they were going to say something about us, and they did. But watched a little football with my dad, uh, then came back this morning. But uh, but I will say, good thing about that trip is I got this uh, Texas State hoodie. So uh, shout out my sister. You know, she's going to go play soccer at Texas State. So I got a little hoodie. I got a little long sleeve shirt. So uh, shout out little sis. And uh, yeah, uh, what's this thing? Eat them up cats. Yeah. So eat them up cats. <laughs> I'm a Texas State up. fan now too. What? Eat them up cats? Yeah, what man. I'm a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Texas State fan, man. Is that their mascot? Yeah, they're Bobcats, I think. Bobcats. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, you should like it. They got gold in there. I mean, it kind of goes with your with your frat, man. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Kind of, you know, got a little gold in it, whatever the case would be. You should kind of feel the vibes, you know. True. I do, I do like the gold. I do like the gold. Speaking <laughs> of, my mom, for those of you that can see on YouTube, my mom for my birthday, she bought purple and gold balloons and like put them all around my apartment and so they're behind me right now they're kind of like decorations because somebody on twitter was like bro you need to get some decorations for like the wall that you have behind you during the podcast because they're so plain so i'm like okay i'm gonna just leave these balloons right behind me <laughs> it's really kind of weird though because you can't even see them but anyways uh moving on to around the world in college football uh 
ladies and gentlemen, there wasn't really much excitement besides uh, UT and uh, Oklahoma this weekend. We were the only upset. Well, no, I take that back. UT and Oklahoma <laughs> were the only upsets, I believe. Um, Kansas beats UT on the two-point conversion. Um, a walk-on who wasn't even really supposed to be in the game. Somebody had got hurt. Uh, catches the go-ahead, um, I guess, two-point conversion. They win the game. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, UT is on a five-win losing streak for the first time since the 50s. So, yeah, everybody else in college football um, won their matchup. Um, Wake Forest beats uh, a ranked NC State. So, I think Wake Forest is 12. NC State was 16 at the time. Uh, everybody in the SEC rolls through their opponents. Georgia beats Tennessee. Um, well, Ohio State beats Purdue, I think it was. Uh, Michigan beats uh, Penn State. Or yep. Michigan State beats Penn State. Yeah. Michigan and Ala- Alabama rolls through their midseason FBS game, which I'm not a fan of, by the way. I really think they need to change that, but I'm not in charge of scheduling or whatever. I guess they want a mid-season break or I don't know. Whatever the case. Yeah, whatever the case may be. So don't really have much to say about college football, though. Um, besides us, I guess we'll get to that. What about you? Um, no, I mean, uh, OSU beats TCU, kind of rolls through them. Ole Miss beats a and I mean, I guess that's one. If anything, but other than that, man, like I said, I was I was driving. I was on the way back to Dallas, so I didn't get to see or hear anything about any games. I kind of didn't want to after the game. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no football for me this weekend. Yeah, understandable. I saw Mississippi State uh, beat Auburn. Yeah, Auburn's yeah. been up and down. Oh, very, very oh, spotty. Very yeah. spotty. Um. Yeah, so I guess moving on to us. Ooh, okay. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, one positive thing I can say. Uh, somebody on Twitter said, when I do my coin toss from now on, because, guys, like, I don't know if you saw, but I cannot choose whether to pick heads or tails at these coin toss, right? So somebody... It sounded like the most logical thing in the world. I believe they said tails on turf, heads on grass. And I saw that and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is genius. Like, I don't know why, but it struck gold. (laughs) So I go out there. I'm like, all right, I got my game plan right. We're obviously on turf. So what do I pick? Brady. Tails. 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 Yes. Come on. Stay with me. I didn't know that. I thought it was a kind of a rhetorical question. (laughs) No. Stay with me, brother. Stay with me. My fault. I thought it was rhetorical. My fault. Okay. All right. So we're on turf. I choose Tails, and your boy wins the toss. We did win the toss. I'm sticking with that rule for the rest of my life. I got to find the at name. I'll probably pause the recording, go back and find the at name at some point. But thank you. Because you have resolved my stress and anxiety whenever I go out there and do the toss. So, I guess you could say I started the game off in a great way. I was happy. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I mean, so, that, 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 I mean, hey, shout out my mans because that actually did. I did hear that. I was like, oh, we won the toss. Okay, Jay Hall. <laughs> yes, sir. So moving on to the game itself, man. First drive um, for the OU Sooners. Um, I really, I really thought Baylor started, you know, super fast. You know, I don't think, um, I think the first play was counter. The first or second play, they had a nickel edge blitz. They stopped the, they stopped the counter. Um, kept KB in the backfield. wasn't much he could do on that. A uh, good call on them. Um, I, th- I can't remember what happened the second play, or maybe what I just said was the second play, and I'm forgetting the first. The but, first was edge, just regular edge. And yeah. And then second, they brought the nickel. Yeah, okay. And then the third, I think I was in there. And then they brought corner crash to counter again. And, um, yeah, those were just very good defensive calls. And uh, it, it really made us, you know, look like we started slow. But in my opinion, I don't, I don't really consider that starting slow. I think, honestly – um, they just started out fast. So I'll give the first drive to them. And then everything else was kind of, I will say everything else after that was kind of on us um, up until halftime, in my opinion. Um, couldn't really get much started. Uh, the defense was kind of holding them up. You know, um, you know, defense was, wasn't perfect, wasn't pretty, uh, but we got some turnovers. And so um, what, what were your thoughts coming out? I, I mean, I think uh, coming out at the game, I mean, like you said, uh, the, them guys game plan for us too. You know, we're not the only people that game plan, obviously. So obviously the first drive, I feel like those were some great calls by the defense defense coordinator over there. Um, then after that, man, I just, you know, like you said, we just, we didn't, we just didn't play really good. We weren't really sharp, you know, um, just a little lethargic. Uh, defense played really well though. So shout out defense, you know they didn't really give up anything until later on in the game, like at the very, very end. Um, so shout out defense, but man, yeah, we were just very lethargic, man. It just, you know, just one of those games, man. I mean, I hate to say it, but everybody has them, you know? Yeah. It's one of them. You games. know, I, I honestly think because obviously as a captain, you know, I'm always doing the media answering for the team and stuff like that. They asked me, what did I think? our downfall was or what did I think the main thing was after the game that kind of, you know, caused us to play like this. And honestly, I thought we had a great, I thought we had a great practice. Um, I thought that we prepared well going into the week, especially the off week. And so for some reason, I think there is a disconnect between what we did in practice this past week and the game. And there's not really one thing that I can point it out. Um, there's not one thing that I can say that caused us um, to not have success. But I, I want to figure it out. You know, I'm, I'm eager to to be better. You know, like you said, there's only one thing we can do from this loss is is, is learn from it. You know, there yeah. has to be a perfect balance of accepting the fact that it's happened, accepting the fact that we did take an L, um, and there has to be a balance of acknowledging the mistakes, correcting the mistakes, and not hanging your hat on it for too long because we do have another game to play in, what, 
five days now after yeah. after Sunday. So, yeah, against a good team. Yeah, you know, head, headspace after the game. I was, uh, I guess, Sooner fans. You know, they listen for inside scoop on the experience after the game. It was very quiet. After the game, you know, they asked me, oh, this is another thing they asked me in the interview. I didn't know they kicked the field goal until I didn't know either. Yeah, I was outside talking to my parents about it. They were like, yeah, that was really crazy. I'm like, what are you talking about? Because Link, Link had told us to get off the field when the fans yeah, he told us to go in. in. Yeah, yeah, like all the, you know, our compliance people, uh, the assistant coaches, they were like, um, all the players need to go. I, I guess it was a safety thing. I'm not sure. But then the refs were still out there. So I'm like, what? So, you know, so I think one of the uh, assistant coaches said, look, I don't get paid to ask any questions. Boss man say go inside. So we, we had inside. inside. Like, so we're, we were, we're in all, the locker room. Yeah. We're all in the locker room. It's, it's dead quiet. I don't think I've ever heard a locker room be so quiet. Like you can literally hear a penny hit the floor. And so – we were all just sitting there waiting. The defense and the offense was separated because, like, just how the locker was set up. We didn't really see each other. And so I had no clue that they kicked the field goal. I had no clue either. I didn't know until – I didn't know until – man, I don't even think I knew until after the game because I, I talked to my mom real quick on the phone because they had ended up leaving. And then I maybe thought I think I made it find might have found out on the bus, if that <laughs> maybe on Twitter or something I don't know I can't remember but I, I found out really 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 late and I was like wait what but yeah, yeah so I mean yeah yeah not really too much from a captain's point of view that I wanted to say because um you know I've took L's before and. Honestly, when I was the guy as a freshman, as a sophomore, as a, as a younger guy, the last thing I wanted to hear was, you know, a, a person talking for no reason, you know, whether it be a captain, another player, a coach, you know, and I didn't have any any substance. I didn't have anything that I thought would be beneficial towards my teammates at the time. So really my tank and my, and my brain was empty. I, I didn't know. I didn't know what to say. So I thought it would be best just to wait. Until uh, we got back to to have a discussion today, as we did earlier today, Sunday, guys, we're recording on Sunday. And so, uh, yeah, that's what I did. You know, I, I share my thoughts with Coach Riley and the rest of the gang. And so, um, yeah, that, that's how we handled uh, the loss. You know, Coach Riley shared his thoughts in the locker room. And so long story short, though, we just we got to learn from it. You know, there's there's literally nothing else that we can do. You know, we're, we're sorry, Sooner Nation. We couldn't go undefeated. Um, you know, that's that's the goal, you know, especially to get to the national championship and with the college football playoffs and how everything's lined up nowadays. But, you know, we st- we still have a chance, you know, no matter how small it might be. So, right. but, you yeah. know, that's not even a thought right now. The thought the thought is we have to approach this week um, and handle, you know, these, these upcoming games before we can even get there. Sure. Yep. I mean – yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, the uh, the sun rose. You know what I'm saying? Another day, we woke. Everybody woke up this morning, hopefully, uh, prayerfully, and uh, so you know, it's just one of those things, man. We like you said, we're gonna take it as a lesson. We're gonna learn from it, and uh, yeah, we're gonna move on because I mean, like you said, we're gonna 
we're gonna learn from it, but we can't hang we can't hang on this because we have game we have a game in a couple of days. So uh, yeah, on to the next. You know, embrace embrace it, embrace the adversity. You know, it, it was bound to happen, like Coach Riley says all the time. Like the the season tests you in ways that the off season and you know work out winter workouts and whatever whatever the case may be can't. You know what I'm saying? So uh, we knew there was gonna be adversity this season. This is it, and let's see how we respond. Yeah, and just so Sooner fans don't get confused, Braden does not mean that the loss was bound to happen. Right. <laughs> just, just so you guys know, um, but that is do, not what we meant. <laughs> yeah, that is, we don't we don't say that we were bound to lose, but we do have a saying that basically implies that the season, like he said, will test you in ways that you cannot necessarily prepare for in an off season you know you can't replicate the feeling of a of a loss in the off season you can't replicate the feeling of a brotherhood you know a a bond coming together after tough times like these so that's that's what Braden means you know I don't know I don't want anybody adding us on Twitter saying that you know (laughs) exactly I appreciate that because that is not what I meant all good, my brother. That's what I'm here for. Moving on to our Iowa State preview. What does a typical Iowa State team do well? I think they do a great job of uh, playing their, what is it, 3-3-5? So, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, signature well, defense. Yeah, their signature defense. So I think they're the ones that pretty much started it in the Big 12. Um, now basically, for those who don't know, uh, that's three down linemen. Um three backers slash nickels, whatever you want to call them, and three, and then five uh, defensive backs. So you got like a a nickel slash linebacker player, and then you got like a nickel slash safety player that you call a robber. And so, um, uh, yeah, they do a lot of, um, how do you say, um, not necessarily what mixing up the coverages is not what I mean, but like showing one coverage and then getting to another. So pre-snap, you'll see something. And then post-snap, when the play actually starts, they'll move into a different defense. And then you have to react. And uh, normally we're doing things on the fly. Whereas in previous games, a lot of things are, uh, I wouldn't say uh, you already know what you're doing, but like, when we're running, when we're running plays against Iowa State, a lot of our stuff is like uh, predetermined based off of what they do to, when the plays start. So right. uh, they they do that type of stuff well, and uh, they fly. They to play the, ball. the run really well too because yeah. they have a lot of uh, unusual run fitters. Their corners they play cut corners a lot, and then uh, their robber obviously is a run first uh, player. So they have a lot of uh, unusual run support, even though they only have three down linemen. So they also do that well. So, yeah. Another thing I'm looking forward to this game is a uh, senior night. Man, you know yes, what the sir. first thing I, you know the first thing that comes to mind when I think about senior night. What is that? Tickets, meeting tickets. <laughs> Sooner Nation, I don't know if you guys know, but we're only guaranteed four tickets for every game for those that travel and play. And so obviously hard games to get tickets for are uh, Texas, OU Texas, always hard to get tickets. Uh, Mm -hmm. Bedlam, especially at Oklahoma State, always hard to get tickets. Senior night, seniors, always hard to get tickets. Always. Um, 
you know, those those are the type of, you know, games that are that are hard to get tickets for. And so it's kind of stressful. I'm not even going to lie to you. Um, it is. It, yeah. It's like you got to start asking for this type of stuff two weeks in advance. Mm-hmm. And I'm already behind the jump. <laughs> bro, yeah, I started. People get mad at me, bro, because I asked, I've asked for so many. And I'm just like, uh, I'll give them back out when I realize how much I don't need. <laughs> right. That's how you that's how you got to do it, honestly. Yeah. Oh, I kind of feel bad because Mo Mar- Marquise and Tyrese were getting on to me. I'm like, bro, like, I'm sorry. Like, I just I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I don't know what else to say. Hey, man, it's a it's a dog eat dog world when it comes to them tickets, man. It's just kind of how it is. <laughs> Everybody got to fend for themselves. You ain't lying. But um, I'm looking forward to my last uh, my last go around in the palace. Um. Yeah, it's gonna be an emotional night. So yeah, I'll, I'm I'm definitely gonna shed a tear, bro. Matter of fact, I think I'm about to cry thinking about it. But um, yeah, I'm an emotional guy about this type of stuff, especially when it comes to football. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I guess maybe I'll uh, I'll 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 tell my thank yous on the next episode and uh, do all that type of stuff. So looking forward to it. Yes, sir. Oh, my nose is running. Oh, here we go. Oh, gosh. Let me stop. All right. Uh, moving on to <laughs> moving on to our special guest, ladies and gentlemen. We got somebody uh, that you guys all know and love. So, a friend of mine, a great player. Coming up next. Hey, Jeremiah. How many balls have you fumbled at OU? One. Well, statistically, zero. How about you? Zero and... Let's try to keep it that way. Yeah, no doubt. And the same goes for off the field with, you know, those balls. Oh, man, that shouldn't be a worry. Thanks to our friends at Manscaped. Ever since Manscaped hooked us up with the brand new lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the only balls I have to worry about taking care of are the ones on the field. Manscaped has me covered off the field. For sure. And if you want to get the performance package 4.0, you get more than just the lawnmower 4.0. The package includes a weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver, ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, plus two free gifts, performance box briefs, and the shed travel bag. You know, lately with all the rankings going on, I I was thinking there's a good thing that there isn't a committee ranking top four men's grooming uh, companies every week because that'd be a waste of time. I mean, Manscaped be one every time, am I right? For sure. It's so true. And, you know, we talk about drip or drown every week. A key part of dripping is making sure you're cleaned and groomed where people can and can't see. Exactly, j because if you're clean, you know, down there, you'll be feeling clean everywhere. Jordan Braden and I and the two million men worldwide in using Manscaped to ensure the best quality in men's grooming. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code PRAIRIE. That's Prairie, P-R-A-I-R-I-E at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using the code Prairie. You said 20% off. That's a no-brainer. 20% off and you get free shipping just by using the code Prairie? That's a great deal, man. All right, Jay Hall. Let's no more of the ball tape. Let's get back to the other ball talk, man. Yes, sir. All right, Sooner fans, up next. One of the worst fullbacks to ever come through Oklahoma. Number 36, my boy. Nah, I'm playing. You know, I got all love from Here he is, Dimitri Flowers, man. Yeah. What's up, Meech? What's up, boys? Appreciate y'all having me out tonight. Yeah, for sure. 
Man, glad you could come on, man. We've actually been trying to get you on here for like the past month and a half at some point, you know? Look, you know, you know I'm a busy guy. You know I got people to see, things to do. Yeah. <laughs> it just so happens we get you on here after a loss, huh? I, you know, hopefully I can put a smile on y'all's face. How about that? <laughs> man, I hope so too. But no, honestly, I appreciate you coming on, me, Braden, and Alex. But without further ado, we shall not waste any time. So what is it like, first off, being a fan versus playing for the University of Oklahoma? Yeah, you know, it's, it's different. Uh, watching a game with an average fan that has no knowledge of the game, you know, they're just sitting there screaming and yelling and, you know, I can't I can't watch this game with a lot of fans because I just get pissed off. I start getting fights like <laughs> they're trying to tell you all to do something that's completely wrong. And, you know, being an ex-player and stuff is it's a different perspective, you know. And uh, in, in my competitive edge, like I'm, I'm wanting to hop in on the field <laughs> every single time I watch a game, too. So so you got both of those things I'm battling against. Yeah. A lot of Twitter coaches out there nowadays, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh. Man, it just seems like that's all you see a lot, a lot of the time. I mean, it's it's ridiculous, man. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's the same ones that, that, that tweet you when you score a touchdown, too. That's the crazy part. Cool. <laughs> so what is uh, Dimitri Flowers doing nowadays? Yeah, so I'm in my second year of law school at OU, uh, right down mm. the street. So, you know, I'm, I'm still in Norman. I'm still kicking around, going on like my ninth year being there. Uh, so uh, graduate at the end of, I guess, a year and a half from now and hopefully find a good job and, and go from there. You know, this interview, this interview feels like a full circle for me because I remember you hosting me on my official, like, what was that, 2016? It was 2016 after a loss, Ohio oh. State. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I remember that night like it was yesterday, man. We ain't gonna talk about what we did after the game either. I was like, I was like, five and a half years ago. Oh my god, that was five years ago. Yo, I met, bro, Braden. Just to like give you a summary of the night, bro. Like, I met so many people. Like, I don't even remember when. Mm -hmm. Whenever I got to campus, they would be like, "Bro, you remember me from that night?" I'm like, "Bro, like, no." I promise um, you, I don't. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, ended, I, ended the, bro, I ended the night at somebody's house. It's like 3 a.m. playing FIFA. <laughs> like this dude texts me, "Can you come pick me up?" And it's got to be like 5 a.m. at this time. <laughs> yeah, bro. I'm like, Dimitri, I'm like, dude, I'm in bed. We just Dimitri's lost. nowhere in the world. <laughs> oh my gosh, this man is nowhere to be found. I'm with stranger. Oh, like out of there. Oh Bruce, man. I had a great Don't time. let Beach be a babysitter. He's going to no. leave your kids somewhere at 3 a.m. in the morning. Oh, that's so funny. So, second year of law school. So, what's what's law school like, man? I've never – I don't really know much about it. Yeah, man. You know, it, it's difficult. I uh, can't lie. I mean, I joke around and tell a lot of people the first week of law school, I did more reading than my four years of college while playing. Um, it's, it's a lot of reading. I mean, probably looking at – Two, three hundred pages a week uh, for different classes. Uh, you get cold called, which means a professor just in the middle of class will call your name, say, Mr. Flowers, Mr. Willis, uh, Mr. Hall. Can you tell me what the what the appellate court said, what the appellate court was arguing? And you, you have to know it on spot. And I mean, it, it gets pretty nerve wracking now. You know, it's a uh, it's, it's tough, man, but it, it, you learn a lot. It opens your eyes a lot too. Man, 200 pages a week? 
I can't even. I mean, I get mad when a, a professor, you know, assigns like you know reading, and it's like twenty pages. I'm like, don't think that I got football. Like, I could be reading on twenty pages. Like, it's too much. <laughs> but, but no, two hundred pages. Oh man, I can't even. I can't fathom it, bro. I, hey, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna send my prayers for you. Right, I, I need all the ones I can get too. I need them all. What are you planning on doing after law school? Like, is there any type of court you plan on going into? Yeah. So last summer, uh, interned with the public defender's office. Um, so did, did a lot of criminal law. Always had a passion for that. Um, I also worked for Integra's Health, doing a little compliant corporate compliance and stuff of that nature. Um, and then actually next week, I have an interview with the Arizona Diamondbacks um, to do a spring internship with their in-house counsel, uh, a little sports law and just, you know, kind of kind of stay around sports, which is, you know, obviously my life. So I can see myself doing that as well. Hoping I'm just hoping everything falls into place and, you know, I'd kind of just fall into something, too. That's pretty cool. So you said staying staying around sports and that kind of like leads me to my next question. So. You spent a little bit of time in the NFL. Um, you know, tell us about that journey and your journey from the NFL to the XFL. And mm-hmm. can you follow that with lastly, how did you know when it was time to hang up the cleats? Yeah, man. It, and that, it's tough. Um, and, y- and y'all both experienced this, but the, the, the NFL is, you know, kind of every it's a copycat league. And, you know, there's not a lot of fullbacks out there. So, um, I, w- I was rated the number one fullback coming out and didn't even get drafted. Uh, I don't think my draft class had a single fullback actually. So I mean, you, you, it, it was that that was kind of the start of, of the battle, you know. Um, and so, like you said, was with the Jets for a little bit, and I, I was competing with another fullback. Uh, we both got cut, didn't even keep a fullback. So went there, and then probably for about two months, I had a, I probably had a workout every week with a different NFL team, kind of you know the same old. We'll sign you. We'll sign you later on. We'll sign you later on and that type of stuff. Uh, eventually got signed to the practice squad by the Jaguars, and then they activated me to the active roster. Um, and then going into – I was with them the rest of the season, started OTAs, all that stuff with them. And then before training camp, um, I was the only fullback on the roster, and they cut me. Brought in a new OC, didn't use a fullback. So both times I got cut, there wasn't a fullback on the roster after me. Um and so it's 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 tough. It's it's tough to make it. You know, it's it's the top of the top. Um, but you know, it's it's one of those things where when we've played football our entire lives, it's hard to it's hard to just give it up. And so when the XFL came into play, Coach Stoops obviously drafted me. Um, so got to got to play a little bit more. But you know, at that point, I kind of kind of started losing my love for the game per se. You know, it was. I used to, I used to, you know, it, you know, games, games nowadays, you get giddy putting on your uniform before you go run out and, and play every Saturday. And, and I didn't have that feeling anymore. And so once I lost that, you know, I started to realize I need to, I need to move on. And so I uh, didn't even, didn't know what I really wanted to do. And it kind of, kind of just hit me one day that I want to change the world. I want to go to law school. And that's when a cold turkey, uh, studied for the LSAT for a little bit, got a good grade. Had good undergrad grades, got into OU, and here we are now. Man. Ooh, so what you're telling me is we're, as H-backs, fullbacks, uh-huh. you know, we're kind of, <laughs> oh, man. Hey, scratching I, my I, nerves know, there a little bit. 
I, I hope I hope y'all y'all get it. I mean, it, it's it's tough. There's not there's not a lot of teams that do it. Uh, that's yeah. just that's just the nature of it. Uh, but there's still teams that that do as well. And so I mean, I know both of y'all are are better than me. Well, Braden's better than me. Jeremiah ain't better than me. But hopefully, hopefully one of y'all makes it at least. I will say I will say technically we're starting to go by the term tight end these days okay. at OU. So you know. I mean, uh, I mean, I, I, I mean, you know, H back and everything. Hey, got love for position, but I mean, at the same time, hey, I feel like I'll be a tight end, man. Like by by any means, and that and that's a good thing too. Is is you know, uh, Brandon, I know for a fact you're faster than me. Um, so I mean, you definitely have a different body type than I do as well. So the more you can do, you know, the more you're gonna get those opportunities. It's like Coach Riley says all the time. He's gonna play his best eleven. And if you can run, block, air catch, and do it all well, you're going to be on the field no matter what size. Um, yeah. So take take advantage of it. You know, being being in a versatile offense like Lincoln's too is is huge because it shows the you know the pro teams every single every single week of what y'all can do. No, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was uh, I was doing my research on fullbacks and H-backs, whatever you want to call it. For me, as long as you know I'm a playmaker, I don't care what you call me. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> was, you know, Absolutely. Only eight, what, 17, 18 teams currently even use a fullback. And of mm-hmm. those teams, there's only one, like, on each roster. Yeah. So definitely a hard position to not only earn a spot, but keep a spot at. So exactly. um, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I'm actually proud of your transition, bro, because there's been so many people that I know that, that just hang up the cleats and, you know, they just kind of fall to the wayside because nobody kind of – you can't prepare for this type of change in life, man. It's We don't know life with without ball, and so I'm mm-hmm. glad that you've had success. You know, I'm proud of you if you haven't heard it from me yet. And um hoping to – not need you as a lawyer one day, but <laughs> I'm open. To- <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, if I need you, hopefully if I need you, it's yeah. because you're a sports agent and I'm using you to sign somewhere or something. That's that's exactly. the only time I want to. <laughs> good, good terms only, boys. Good terms only. For, For sure. sure. But man, moving on to the football aspect. So you've watched most, if not all, of our games so far, and you know, obviously, your experience playing. You know, you've lost games, won games, played in big games, and all that type of stuff. What would you say the mindset was back then whenever you guys lost the game? And how did you guys move forward from it? Yeah, so, you know, um, twenty my sophomore year and my senior year both made the college football playoff. And both of those years, we lost a game we shouldn't have. Um, so I think it was a big shock at, at OU because you're not supposed to lose a game. You know, you're supposed right. to go competed every year that's the expectations and so that mindset kind of was you know the, the sun's gonna rise the moon the moon's the moon's gonna come you know it's gonna be a day by day you take a l you can't you can't sit there and, and think about it for another week because next thing you know you're playing it you're playing another game in six days and, all, and you keep that same mindset you're gonna you're gonna lose again mm-hmm. so i mean yeah, yes yes we still lost and yes there's still opportunity to win the big 12 to make the college football football playoff. What well, I mean, I was saying earlier, you know, crazier things have happened and, and you, the, it's out of your control at this point. What y'all need to do is work on what 
what y'all can control. Fix the things internally and let everything else play out. And hopefully it plays out in our favor and we get another Natty this year. You know, it's still in front of us. It's still there. I couldn't have said it better myself. I mean, that's exactly what we discussed today as leaders. And that's what we'll talk about to the rest of the team, you know, tomorrow. And I mean, like you said, I mean, it's what it, what, what was done in the past is over now. I mean, we kind of got to focus on what's now and we kind of got to embrace it. I mean, if we're going to use this, if this is going to happen, we at least have to use it as a lesson and learn from it. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I completely agree. Yeah. I don't really have anything to to harp on, man. I it's It's hard because it's like year after year, there's always been that one game. Yeah. And absolutely. You know, it seems like the theme at OU is is avoiding that one game. So now that that's happened, it's just like, you know, obviously we want to move on. Obviously, we want to use it as a lesson. But um, it kind of feels disappointing to Sooner Nation, especially when you look on Twitter and everybody's like, ah, here we go again, you know? Oh, absolutely. It's hard hard to win every game. It's, 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 It's hard to win every game. There's not a lot of teams that do it, you know? Exactly. So I want to make sure I ask you this, if anything, before we let you go. What do you think about OU moving on to the to the SEC? Yo, I'm kind of jealous. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, damn. Y'all get to go go play at all the, all the fun places, get to go to Kyle Field, get to go to Stark Vegas. Well, not <laughs> us. Not us. Dude, we'll be gone. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Y'all will be gone. <laughs> Everybody else. You know, that's kind of I mean, I think I think it's going to be good. Uh, I think it's going to be a good a good measure for, you know, where we're at as, as a program and in, in its entirety. Um, it's it's going to be a good a good point just to, you know, compete. The SEC always has the, you know, the Alabama's, the Georgia. So it's, it's going to be fun to get, get to play them every year without having to worry about making a college football playoff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. The, the worries of making the college football playoffs will greatly diminish once that move happens. You know, I think honestly that'll probably that'll probably force the CFP to expand. Like oh it has mean, to yeah, yeah it, it, will. It, it needs to I think it needs to go to twelve, you know. I think twelve was a good number. Yeah. Um, get the power five automatic bids. Some buy games for a couple. Exactly. Yeah. Top four seeds buys and then the, the other eight teams play to play the top four seeds. It's just, you know, it's any given Sunday. Which anybody can beat anybody on any Saturday. You see it in March Madness all the time. You see you see 15 seeds, upset two seeds, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's what makes the game fun. And, you know, a lot of it is X's and O's and, and you know, technique and stuff like that. But but sometimes it's about hard, too. Sometimes it's about that, that Cincinnati coming in and no one giving them shots to beat Bama, but then they do. And were they supposed to beat Bama? Absolutely not. But it's, it's any given Saturday. Anything can happen. It's funny All that right. you say that. Jeremiah and I were actually just talking about that in a hotel room it was on Friday, talking about how crazy the how bad how crazy it is in basketball and like March Madness that really any given year, any team has a chance to win it because just you know, March Madness is sixty-four teams, whatever the case may be. And so I think it would kind of if we were to move to that form or a format or not, I mean, you know, something yeah. similar, then it would yeah. be a it would be a more of a uh, open chance for a lot of teams. So yeah, definitely agree with that. I definitely agree with that. I mean, when you limit yourself to 
you know, two, two, three of the same four teams every year. You don't really give you don't you don't really give a, a five, six, seven seeded team to win a natty, which I mean, is it fair? It is, you know, maybe they shouldn't have lost the game or you can you can argue right. that, but it, I think it just makes it more fun. You know, everyone likes watching bowl games and, and playoffs and, and bracket play a lot more than watching a typical conference game. That's just that's just facts. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, man, before we let you go, is there anybody you want to shout out? Anything you want to talk about before you head off? I just want to. I just want to give a shout out to the to the homies down south, Texas. Uh, you know, I know, I know they struggling a little bit right now. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know. I mean, look, <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna leave it at that. You know, they we struggling, they struggling, but we struggling a little bit more right now. <laughs> I will say that did make my Saturday just a tad bit better. I hate losing. For everybody listening to this, I cannot stand losing. I didn't text nobody back after the game. But after I saw that, it did kind of put a little, just a little quiver in my lip. Just just a little bit. Oh, you and UT struggle hand in hand, huh? Yeah. Is that that what we're going with? Man, well, Dimitri, thank you for coming on to the show, man. Really miss you. Really, really miss having you around. Uh, glad you could take the time to come on to the podcast, bro. Absolutely yeah, appreciate man. you, bro. I appreciate y'all for having me out. You know, like I said, I'm always here for y'all. Anything y'all need, anything, any, anything at all, just let me know. I'm right down the road. Yep. Good sure. luck in law school, by the way. All right, boys. Yes, sir. I'll see you. All right, guys. Moving on to our favorite part of the show listener submitted questions guys if you don't already know feel free to dm us on our twitter account or instagram accounts for questions that you want answered by us we will always get back to you whether it be on the show or through the account you know if 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 we don't answer your question in a timely manner Feel free to DM me or Braden personally, and we will just message you. You know, we're we're nice guys. Go. We're good guys. You know, we get back to our fans. So our first question comes from Eliza Mendola. Out of all the teammates you go out with in Norman, who would you say gets recognized the most? Hmm. You know, uh, I go out a lot with Caleb. And, uh, you know, that guy's been here for 10 years, and so I, I'd say he gets recognized by everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. boy. Uh, uh, him and obviously the quarterbacks, you know. But speaking of Caleb, let me first say it is I – don't, I don't even know what to say, man. He's – Caleb is Caleb is one of, one of my best friends. I have class with him all the time, and we're basically around each other 24-7. And um, – we probably should have talked about this earlier in the show, but man, seeing the, him, um, you know, have a season-ending injury again, you know, for the third time is just it kind of like hurts my heart because yeah, man, you know, that's our captain, uh, leader. Um, during his entire tenure here at OU, he has in, embodied what it means to be an Oklahoma Sooner, both on and off the field. So. I'm proud of you, Caleb, for everything that you've accomplished. I'm looking forward to seeing the things that you uh, 
accomplish here in the future, just in life, whether it be the NFL, um, football, not playing football, uh, no matter what it is, uh, we're looking forward to it. So shout out to him. Um, wishing all the best for you. I know you're going to keep on supporting us, but I just had to make sure I talked about you on this show. Most definitely. I mean, same here. I mean, Caleb and I talked today. You know, he knows what it is. I mean, OG of the program, man. So much love for that, man. As everybody can obviously see from the uh, Twitter, the, all the uh, Twitter responses that he had from the teammates, man. Such a great leader, man. Such a great example on how to, you know, just being just being a professional. You know what I'm saying? Just being a a real stand-up guy in college football. So uh, shout-out to CK, man. And, uh, yeah, like you said, I can't wait to see what you do in the future, man. But yeah, shout-out, sure. CK. For sure. Moving on to our next question, Brady. Okay, we got uh, Scott Mapleton. And Scott asked, what is the toughest individual opponent that you've gone against while at OU? Um, Man, we've played some great teams, man. Uh, for me, I would have to go with the 2019 LSU Tigers, man. That was a, that was a, that was a team. That was a team right there, man. They had so much talent on that team. Uh, yeah, that I have to yeah. go with them, man. That that was a very talented team. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, I mean, by all the first round draft picks and draft picks in general coming off that team. But uh, I'm going to have to definitely go with them. If we were talking about Big 12, maybe um, the Baylor team from a couple years ago, the 19, uh, was it 19? Yeah. 19 Baylor team, they were really good as well. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to have to go with the same. Um, LSU, man, when you're, when you're going up against, you know, a team that has what nearly – 15 guys get drafted 12 plus or something like that it's you know you just kind of you just kind of got to give it to them you know we weren't we weren't 100 percent going in into that game either but you know excuses aside uh, that lsu team was just was just dominant um and yeah i would also have to say that that baylor squad was definitely pretty good you know um yeah, I'm, I'm with you on both. Uh, I don't really have much much else to add. Um, yeah. Moving on to our last question. Hannah Seeley says or ask, if a friend was coming to Norman for the first time, what food spots are you recommending? So first, for breakfast, I'm recommending Neighborhood Jam. I love Neighborhood Jam. I don't even know if, if is Neighborhood Jam a local thing or is it like a franchise? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know the answer to, but I want to say it's kind of a local thing. But don't quote me because, yeah, but yeah. I, I don't yeah, know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm from North Carolina, and we don't have neighborhood jam. So I'm saying, yeah, for breakfast, go to neighborhood jam. So, oh, and make sure you make a little reservation on what is it? Uh, Yelp, because there's always like a two-hour wait. So, yeah. Uh, for lunch, I will say Louis. I love Louis. I love it. I don't. I don't know if that's a local Oklahoma thing either, but uh, I love Louis. It's just, it's good. They have everything, bro. Like I've never ordered something from there. That's not good. And for dinner, uh, I don't know, Brandon, you got one for dinner. I'm gonna have to go with uh Tara's Tara Mahara's uh, Mexican food restaurant. A lot of people will know it. it's a really good place. in uh, in Norman. And then if I had to choose somewhere else, man, I mean, 
if we're talking about barbecue, maybe Ray's Smokehouse um, off of, what is it? What did I say? Lindsay? Lindsay? Yeah. Yeah, Lindsay. off of Lindsay. Uh, I would have to, man, you know, in terms of breakfast, man, I, I, I would have to agree that you know, Neighborhood Jam is great, man, but I'm going to have to go a different direction, man. I'm going to have to go, uh, there's this place down the street, literally called Scratch, man. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, scratch, man. It's really, really good. Really underrated. The wait still is long, but not as long as Neighborhood Jam. Uh, we usually make reservations if you come on a home game. If you come, you know, uh, well, I guess we only have one home game left. But if you come around, I don't know, maybe eleven. Me and my family are usually eating there. Um, but yeah, scratch. I'm gonna have to go with scratch for the uh, for the breakfast slash brunch, and then I'm, I'm gonna agree with you on the uh, logies for. Uh, for uh, lunch because Logie's is just Logie's is bomb, man. It's like you said, there's nothing on there that I wouldn't get. So Louis, not Logie's. Mm, I did say, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> I know, but I'm just messing with you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. Louis, Tara Maharas, uh, Scratch, Neighborhood Jam. Um, yeah, yeah, Rays. All right, there we go. Rays. All right, favorite food spots in Norman. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is all we have for you today. Even though we took an L, I hope you still enjoyed the episode. Uh, shout out to our boy, Dimitri, for coming on to the show again. Shout out to our man, Alex, for continuing to produce our content. He is amazing. Sooner Nation, show up for our senior night. We love you. We thank you. Keep on supporting us. And that's all we got. Peace. Peace.